Hello and welcome to The Gist. I'm your host, Chris Petrano, here every week to break down all the things happening in pop culture and interviewing the people that make it pop. On today's show, we are talking all about my latest obsession, The Traders. I can't find anyone that wants to talk about it as much as I do. And so I knew I had to bring it to the podcast and I had to search high and low to find somebody. And um, I found the perfect person. He's been on the podcast before. He has his own podcast, Gabbing with Gib. And I think he might be a faithful. Um, So please welcome back to the gist, Gibson Johns. I love that. You might be a faithful. I mean, listen, I think it would be more fun to be a trader, but I agree. I think I'd probably be a faithful. (laughs) TBD on if I'd be good at it. I don't think anybody's that good at it, but we'll get into that. (laughs) Yes, yes. I mean, I think like you're just so like, I think you're too nice to be a trader. I think like traders have like a real, I mean, we we will, as as you said, we'll get into it, but you have to be a certain kind of person to go there. I I totally agree. You have to have it in you. I think that I do wonder if like going forward on this show, like if they should do more unexpected picks for the traders just to like yeah. throw people off the scent. But again, we can get into it. But uh, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the people this season that they picked to be traders, they absolutely have have that in them. They have that side yes. to them that they will stab anybody in the back to win. So <laughs> totally. yes. And, um, and as I said, like obsession, I'm trying to talk to, I mean, the grocery store clerk, like I'll, I'll right. talk about the traders to anyone. It's so good. It has become the number one unscripted series in the U S across all streaming platforms this season for very good reason, because mm-hmm. it really truly is appointment television. Like we haven't had in many, many years. Yeah, it's appointment television. It's delivering on the premise. It's delivering on the fact that it's it's brought together truly legends from every kind of, you know, sphere of reality TV. Like the people from yeah. Survivor, the people from Big Brother, even the people from like Housewives, like they are legitimate legends in their spaces. And so to see them all to come together, like it's kind of this moment where I think if you were a fan of Survivor, you're a fan of Bravo even you might like dismiss the show if there were other people Mm -hmm. cast, but like if you're a survivor fan, you're watching what Parvati's doing. If you're a big brother fan, you're watching what Dan and Janelle are doing. Like you just are. And so Mm -hmm. like that is exciting because you feel like everybody who knows what they're talking about is watching the show and paying attention. And it's, so it's created this like really fun discourse around it. Um, So I've been truly loving the experience this season. It's been, it's delivering, like I said. Yeah. And that's the difference between season one and two. In season one, we got mm-hmm. some reality TV stars with like the Brandy Glanvilles and Kate Chastain's. We got some Survivor players, mm-hmm. but we also had like just normal, you know, a dentist or, you know, so I, I can't remember what everyone's job was, but, you know, people just kind of off the street as well as contestants. And I think that's what this change of doing all reality stars has made it so captivating because they know what to do from whatever walk of life, from Survivor or Big Brother or every show has it has its own sort of special, unique role that they play on it. And so they're all bringing what they know from their version of a reality show to this. And it's like making for this like incredible sort of captivating moment to watch it all come together. A hundred percent. And it's also there's certain people who aren't from sort of the competition realm but they're Mm -hmm. still proving to be really adept at the competition side of this game. And so that's been really exciting to see sort of people tap into the untapped kind of areas that they, that they have within themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I agree. Like, you know, 
last season was great. The first season of the, of the traders is a great, is a great show too. But like it, to me, you know, we had this ending where this, I don't know if you haven't watched skip, I guess, I mean, you, you're going to get spoiled regardless, but if you haven't <laughs> oh, yeah, watched so the first season, spoiler alert. yeah, Sari, Sari, who was like the survivor legend, but had never won survivor. She has this triumph, what should have been like a fully triumphant moment at the end of the mm-hmm. first season of the traders. Cause she finally won. But then there was this sort of like tinge of heartbreak for the two, like quote unquote, normie trait, normie faithfuls that she had mm-hmm. lied to and schemed the entire way to win. Right. But I thought, which I thought took away from her moment a little bit. I didn't feel bad for them, but they, the show wanted you to feel bad for them and she felt bad for them. And right. so I'm glad that we don't have to worry about that being a factor this time. Like I want it to be cutthroat. We don't have to yep. think twice about, you know, slitting these people's throats because you know what? That is like what this game is all about. And that's when it's the totally, best. totally. And um, I'm curious, have you watched any of the other countries of the traders? I watched this, the first season of UK, which is all okay. normies. Like you probably yep. know. Um, yep. I don't, I'm not like a VPN person. So I'm going to wait until we get season two of UK on Peacock. Yep. Probably. I have not watched the Australian one, which I heard is great. Um, so that's on my list. What about you? Yeah. I just watched the UK one and what it, what made me think of it is it's, it is all normal people. And like, I found it way more emotional too. Like yes. they, I mean, they in general, like were way more invested and got like the bonds were being created because they had never done anything like this. So I think they weren't coming in as like celebrities or pseudo celebrities. But um, I think at the end, not to spoil anything in there, but like, and I, I won't so that other people can watch it because probably less people have seen that one. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I actually think it's a great season. Like I it was is. very captivated by it, but in the end there is like, there is some of that like deceit and is there a traitor amongst us? But it's like, they're also be had become such good friends that you were like, gosh, I don't even know who I'm rooting for at this point. I don't know if I want the traitor to win or if I want the, like the other people. And so it was like, uh, but it, you didn't feel bad because one was, a pseudo celebrity who potentially didn't need the money as much as the other person who's buying a house for their mom or something. Totally. You know, totally. And like, there's, there's something to be, there's something to be said one about sort of the clean slate that you come in with to a season that's like all completely new normal people. And I think that really works on the UK version. Um, Mm. But, and it's also like, you know, it, it also proves that this, the conceit of this show, which is essentially a big game of mafia yeah. it works it's compelling yeah. it works regardless of who you swap into it but i just think it mm-hmm. should be all or nothing in terms of what kinds of people were slotting into the show so i totally, totally. Agree. the uk version was you, you really fell in love with some of those people by the end of that season. oh yeah 100 percent. well let's talk cast before we get in because obviously last week's episode was huge development in the game Um, And so I want to get into that. But before we do, let's take a step back into just the cast from season two, because as we've talked about, very captivating. And, you know, maybe we'll start with like the Bravo folks. Like, how did you feel about seeing, you know, we got four, I think, Housewives. And, you know, we have uh, MJ from Shaw's of Sunset. Like, where where were you kind of going in? Where were you like, oh, this was great or this person's going to excel? And where have you been surprised? I was never a really big Shaw's person. So I didn't have much of like an opinion on like where she could kind of go. She was kind of like a middle of the road pick, but like I've heard she's a star. Like I've seen her on watch what happens live and things like that. So um, I was sort of like indifferent to MJ being on it, but she's proven to me to be pretty good at the game. And she's kind of like a dark horse for me. Honestly, she Mm -hmm. picked out Dan very early on. Um, 
And then with Tamra, it's like, you know, she's highly competitive, you know, that she's down. She's like down to be probably on any show. And like, I appreciate that about her. And I you knew that she'd be like locked in. So I was excited about her. With Phaedra, I'm like, I'm lo- I'm personally <laughs> loving the 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 renaissance of Phaedra that we've been getting in the past couple of yes. years. She's been on like every show imaginable and she's <laughs> delivering on every show imaginable. Yeah. You know, it's like she's giving us moments and moment after moment after moment after moment. So I knew that she'd be good, regardless of whether she was a faithful or a traitor. And then yeah. Sheree and Larsa, it's kind of the it's kind of one of those things that it's sort of like you know, it's kind of like two girl, two. <laughs> what's the meme? Like it's like two clueless people like looking at each other and be like, exactly. Like that's sort of how I was feeling about Sheree and Larsa being on the show. Yeah. And honestly, Sheree has gotten very little camera time, but when she does, it's like a hilarious Where's little quip. That's like at the yeah. end. <laughs> exactly. We could talk about that where she's voting. And then with Larsa, honestly, it's it been interesting with Larsa the most, actually, to me, because She's having this extreme villain season on Miami where she mm-hmm. really fucked up with the Gertie thing. I, I, yep. I truly don't believe she had malintent in that, but she refu- she's refusing to apologize for spreading the fact that she has breast cancer, even though Gertie asked her not to. And right. so she's having like a really bad season on Miami in terms of like how people are thinking about her. But then she comes over to the Traders, which is airing at the same time. And she's having this amazing, she had this amazing four or five episodes, however many she was yeah. on, where she was kind of leading the charge. She picked out a traitor. She was getting great camera time, delivering great moments. Yeah. So you I, know what? Like, good for Larsa, honestly, on the, yeah. in terms of her performance on the traders, I thought. And like, it was, as you were saying, like, it's kind of good for her that it's airing at the same time as Miami because it is seeing, we are seeing a different side of her that's like, okay, she's got that. I mean, even like on Miami, them, you know, making fun of the fact that she threw Marcus like a welcome home party, like after he was gone for three days or five days or whatever it was. But like um, the traders, you see them get split up, obviously, very early on. And she still plays the game. And it's like, okay, so she's not like, she's not that nuts like where she can't be without him um yeah and so we were able to kind of see both sides of her on these two different shows which is amazing and sheree as you mentioned yeah it's like amazing tv as sheree always gives but i'm not sure if sheree is aware of how the game is played yet (laughs) (laughs) and it's so comical every time she goes to vote i mean even like when they're like fighting at the round table, I mean, and they cut to Sheree, it's like Sheree does not understand. Like, I don't think she understands the concept yet of the show, but she's somehow making it through. She's always stone faced. She's always just kind of looking around. She, she won the shield on the past episode. Like, even though she totally <laughs> did not need it, she was not at risk at being, she was not at risk of being murdered. Uh, yeah. No, it's, 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 she's really fun to watch. Like she will vote, vote for the complete wrong person for mm-hmm. some <laughs> she'll literally say you know i don't think you're a faithful but i'm gonna vote i don't think you're a traitor but i'm gonna vote for you and then when the wrong person gets when another faithful gets voted out she's like i am not happy right now (laughs) and it's just it's like sheree like if you i love it i truly do like to me this is we're getting some the best of sheree in terms of like why we love her so yeah and what were your thoughts about seeing kate chastain back I loved Kate on season one. I thought that she was, she's just a breath of fresh when it, like kind of wherever you put her in, in my opinion, yeah. like she, 
she knows what people want from her. She knows how to give it to us without it seem hokey or sort of like stunty. Um, she hasn't she hasn't really like wasted any time getting into it on this season. Like no, yeah. She kind of had she kind of didn't really know what was going on, but she also picked up on it pretty quickly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she's calling poverty poverty at every <laughs> every two seconds, which is hilarious and. To me, she's just sort of she's the Greek chorus. She's the voice of the audience in many ways. Yeah. And I'm really glad they have somebody like her again on this show. Yeah, I I was a little bummed because I felt like she came in right as we lost Tamara. Mm-hmm. And I was I was kind of curious to see the two of them play. Like I I thought maybe we would get like a brandy Kate sort of thing there, but right. but also like Kate stands on her own. And yeah, she has been she has jumped into the game I was a little like why are we bringing her in in the middle like this feels odd and you know it was like oh I kind of wanted them to make her a traitor maybe to like mix it up from our perspective of watching Kate but then it's like well that's too obvious and so but she has not disappointed in anything that she's done so far because and especially in this last episode like coming to Phaedra's defense of like you know, Burgalicious was, uh, was problematic was for problematic you. For you. Exactly. <laughs> no, like she, she say she helped save her Bravo sister. And I loved that. Like, like I yeah. love to see that. And I think that you, you pointing out like her coming halfway through, it's totally valid because I think that my biggest complaint, I think about the traders in general is just sort of like some of the rules are a little bit like there's some gray area and sort of what the producers mm-hmm. and the, whoever sort of is running the show can make happen they can bring somebody in the traders can recruit another person the faithfuls never really know exactly how many traders there are yeah you know like there are certain things that i'm like okay it's like pretty stacked for the traders to win this game or at least get to the end um which can be like a little frustrating (laughs) but i mean it's not a big complaint but it just makes it really hard if you're a faithful which makes it really hard yeah oh yeah i mean it makes it incredibly difficult to win the game because as you said like you don't really know when you're like oh I, we got three but is that is it three is it four is it two you know you never know and and mm-hmm. that's what makes it so good um the other folks that i was like really excited to see love seeing trishel back on tv um i think like she's a reality tv legend in so many ways and i noticed like her and ct and i think early on with johnny bananas i could see like the mtv folks like sort of banning together and as you said like all the bravo like community kind of comes together but it's i like when i'm really seeing like some of the cast start to mix up like i love Mm -hmm. ct and phaedra pairing together um her castle daddy (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah but what, like, were there other folks on the cast? I don't watch, like, a lot of the other shows, like Survivor and Big Brother and stuff, so I don't know those folks. Was there anyone that you were super excited? Yeah, I am not a big challenge person. I'm aware of, like, who CT and Johnny Bananas and Trishel are, and I've seen them on, like, other shows. Um, but I'm a, I've am ai watched every season of Survivor, every season of Big Brother, so I am very well-versed in the Dan and Janelle of it all, and they're, like, legit legends in that space. Like, they are huge stars, um Sandra and Parvati same thing like they're iconic and they kind of have like this rivalry which is really which kind of instantly makes them on this show compelling um and I I still sort of think this sort one of the sort of underlying storylines or through lines that I kind of hope bubbles to the surface at some point is this sort of like 
race between Sandra and Parvati to see who can get the other one out first, essentially. Because like they're they're very threatened by one another. They both think that they're sort of the queen of Survivor, and <laughs> you know it's it's up. To, I guess I mean Sandra's won the show twice, so she kind of on paper is the queen, but I think Parvati is sort of this other giant in that world that it's it's really she's just compelling tv i think regardless of where you slot her in yeah i was curious because it seemed like that's what they really set us up with in the beginning of this rivalry and you know sandra i think says something like the minute i smell her like you know do Uh something something shady like i'm going for her and then i feel like it's just sort of died out like we don't see a lot of them on opposing views and i thought like oh that's going to be this really dynamic thing but also maybe that's yet to come yeah yeah i think that it and this is totally speculation but i kind of think that parvati you know once she sort of linked up with dan and saw the dan and janelle stuff like dan and janelle were janelle especially was sticking her neck out a lot and dan was this other traitor so i think that parvati smartly sort of let the big brother stuff take center stage for a little bit. Like they got a lot of the attention in some of these early um, round tables and I forget who it was, but somebody I was talking to made the point of like Sandra plays really well sort of at the bottom of the pack, like from, from behind, like that's sort of how she played survivor mm-hmm. sort of, you think of her as this, you kind of like write her off as this sort of like not a threat in competitions, you know, might not be getting it right, but like she ultimately is really good at the social game. So I kind of think that she's, she's, she hasn't really stuck her neck out in a big way yet in terms of like accusing somebody or things like that. Mm -hmm. So I think she's waiting for her moment to pounce. That's sort of how she approaches these. And I think Parvati, even though she is a more aggressive player, generally she's let the big brother stuff kind of be the shield. It's almost like a shield for the survivor mm-hmm. people. Like, mm-hmm. okay, have that. And now they're both out. So I, I would presume that the poverty Sandra stuff will start to emerge at some point soon, because if you're, if you're smart, if you've done your research at all watching, if you're in the show, I mean, if you've done your research, you'd realize that poverty and Sandra are huge threats. So one of them's going to go, I feel like in the next couple of weeks, I really, I really do think that. And it'll probably be poverty. <laughs> Yeah, I well, poverty too is interesting to me because I actually like didn't think that she was a good choice when they chose her to mm. be a traitor because I felt like, and again, I knew nothing about her, but just having heard what Sandra was saying and like, I'm going to go for her. And then um, they kept calling her like the Black Widow. Yeah. And I was like, well if she's got this reputation, like that feels like she's very traitor like, and, but then people just really weren't going for her at all until like recently. And so I I was like, well, maybe I'm, I'm misunderstanding or maybe she's just that good at the game that she's bringing enough people into the Alliance that she's convinced, but she doesn't like play convincing to me that like that squinty face that she's like always making, like, I feel (laughs) like she's always like hiding something. So I'm like, I, I know feel like it's obvious. I know. No, I mean that. And that's my, that's my biggest question for how these people play the game is like, and maybe none of them really watch each other's shows and that's just how it is. But if you thought for two seconds, like a producer who would make great traders, who would make, cause you, they have to be good TV. They have to be yeah. like we said earlier, willing to stab you in the back. They have to do all these things and kind of have that, that X factor. And if you thought for three seconds, you'd realize that 
It has to be Dan or Janelle. It has to be one of the Big Brother legends. It's probably going to be one of the Survivor legends, Parvati or Sandra. And it's probably going to be one of the four housewives they brought into this show, right? Like right. it's it's sort of like, okay, like think like a... I don't understand why more of them, and maybe they are thinking like that. We aren't, we just aren't seeing it because they don't want to like break the fourth wall. But I'm like, when you remember that moment when Larsa went to the wall and she was like, okay, it's a man, it's an alpha male. And she sort of picked out CT, Dan, (laughs) and maybe like one other person. That is essentially her thinking like a producer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it has to be a strong guy, you know? And she was right. So um, I, I, that to me is is it kind of flummoxes me because I'm like, why aren't they thinking like this? Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's where it's interesting too that you said like they don't know the rules because or that they don't have all the rules is that right. it started with two, and so it started yeah. Dan and Phaedra, and they recruited in poverty, and that's like because I was actually surprised that it was going to be Phaedra because I was like, I don't know how that's going to play. Like I could see Phaedra be great as a faithful, but totally. I didn't know how great she was going to be as a traitor. And my God, has she been great? I mean, we just, the, the Ekin Sue of it all and her Burgalicious. I mean, cause she's done so good at bringing in all these people with the, mm-hmm. the Burgies and the CTs. And, you know, he, she has obviously Sheree is like in her corner. Um, Kate now is in the Bravo family. And so it's like, she's got all of these kind of people that are just so willing to go to bat for her. But behind the scenes, she's a killer. I mean, she's like, yeah, I can, I'll cut their throat. It's, I feel like she has probably even surprised herself in terms of how locked in she's gotten and how like reactive she's been to certain betray or attempted betrayals on Dan and Parvati's parts. And, you know, there, there have been two times where she's ripped in once to Parvati, once to Dan. And yeah. I think you're right. Like nobody would have gone against her. Nobody. I really think that she would have lasted till the end, but I'm really scared that Dan really blew up her game before he left by picking her out as the one person he's been quote unquote watching since the beginning. And it's kind of annoying that he had to sink another traders game before he left. But we saw a little moment where Trishel was shown in her confessional being like, you know, I think there's a reason why Dan pointed out Phaedra. His back was against the wall. And I had a hunch that he was going to do this. And I think yeah. Parv- he, didn't, he didn't choose Parvati because Parvati has already had a lot of heat on her. It's only a matter of time before she gets found out, I believe. And so it's, you know, might, he might as well uncover the other one, you know? And now it's like Trishel is on the case and we saw that confessional for a reason. So yeah, I'm scared totally. for Phaedra. I know. I, I am too. I, because it was like, well, it's so obvious he could have just gone for poverty and he probably wouldn't have gotten voted out because had right. he brought the evidence against her, he would have had the votes mm-hmm. for her. The Phaedra vote was like a throwaway. Like he essentially did that to himself because no one else was going to Phaedra. And even after he tried to make the case against Phaedra and everyone at the table is laughing at him. Like mm-hmm. this is laughable. And he, he did not have the the evidence that I think he thought he did. Uh, and, you know, everyone systematically mostly Phaedra put him in his place. Mm-hmm. And I felt like he should have made change the vote at the end to be like, well, I'm going to go with poverty then just for the voting. Right. But, yeah, he did. And you're right about the Trish hell of it all. I, when she said that, I was like, 
Yeah, he just literally exposed because why would a trader who has his back against the wall put anybody else other than another trader? Mm-hmm. So that was disappointing to see. But my thought, and this is like where I'm, I mean, obviously we know um, that Pete has been recruited now to join the traders. I thought it should have been Trishel for that very reason. And I know they don't know that Trishel right. was onto it. But I felt like Trishel did have some sort of like conversations and she was she was starting to pick up on some stuff that I was like, Trishel would have been a perfect choice to recruit in that moment and bring over because then that would give the air cover for Phaedra and maybe even Parvati. Totally. No, I, I agree. I, I, I do hope Pete accepts their invitation to be a trader and then maybe they murder Trishel. That's my dream scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree. It's sort of, and they're in this like alliance together. It's like them and uh, I don't even know who else is in that. I'm forgetting who else. Bergie's in that alliance. They have this mm-hmm. sort of like four to five person group that they're always sort of shown yeah. talking with. Um, but yeah, Trishel, I think it's going to get really far. I think that Trishel yeah. will stay a faithful. And I think that she, she, they're showing her a lot and they're showing her be correct about a lot of things and make savvy game moves. And you have yeah. to pay attention to the editing with these shows too, because it's sort of like, if you think about it, like this is this is what you learn on Survivor. Basically, is like they have to give the winner an arc throughout the show. So it's very like you know, in the first couple episodes of these shows where there's like all these people on a cast, you don't see everybody. There's not enough airtime for everybody to even talk on camera. Mm-hmm. So, but if somebody's about to, if somebody's going to win at the end of the 18 episodes or whatever it is the editors and the, and the producers want there to have been an arc with this person. So you have right. to also think about who they're showing in these yeah. early days. Um, and Trishel is definitely top of mind for me in terms of one of those, being one of those people that is not, she's not a traitor, but she's sort of silent. She's sort of like low key helping lead the way on the faithful yeah. side. Um, yeah. And she's in Dan, she's in Peter's ear. So I don't know. It's very interesting. Yeah. Well, and that's my other thought is that, I agree that they like either need to take Trishel out because she's going to be onto it or she is going to bring to the next round table. She's going to bring this theory. I mean, she has to, I mean, unless she's holding it close for a reason, but she's going to say Dan was a traitor. He wanted to expose another traitor. He put Phaedra's name down. Why aren't we all voting Phaedra? And like, she's going to start to turn people in that. I, I have to imagine in this upcoming episode, but so let's say we lose Phaedra. People are already on to Parvati. I don't think that mm-hmm. I don't think her and Dan were playing that sh- that strong of a game. Actually, I think that they made some major misssteps when yeah. they tried to go for Phaedra, and then when he tried to do it again, it was like he's they not showing me that he was this great. Yeah, it was way yeah. too early, and it's like okay, there's a chance that we actually don't have any of our original traders by the end of the show. That like Pete then could usher in. Trishel and that's true like there could be something to your point of like Trishel could have this crazy arc where she's like hardcore faithful and then all of a sudden changes to traitor who now has to lead the way the other direction mm-hmm. um so I don't know I I'm very curious as what's gonna happen I do think that with Dan getting banished it the tides have officially turned on this season I totally agree and people have pointed out that there is still this moment from the trailer that we have not seen where Phaedra 
lights into Pete at a round table. He's, she says something along the lines of like, this isn't a bachelor. I don't need like you to give me a rose basically. Mm. And so I don't know. I don't know what that tells us about whether he accepts the invitation or if he helps mm. Trishel go after Phaedra. I don't know, but it's, we haven't seen that moment and they're, they're going to show that because that it seems like another one of those like kind of iconic Phaedra moments that we're going to get before she gets banished probably at some point. So um, yeah, I don't know. I, Pete yeah. is playing the best game out of anybody i would say he's leading the pack on the faithful side it's almost like too obvious to eliminate him if you're a traitor because like if dan had chosen if they had chosen to murder pete last time it would have been like oh that's so obvious because he's on dan's case so it's sort of if he continues to sniff it out and play right he'll also go really far um so he's impressing me as well well and I mean, the other big misstep that they had was that Bergy had that shield Mm -hmm. and Dan did say like, Bergy's on my case. He's already told me he's putting my name down. So I've got to murder him. And, you know, Parvati and Phaedra were like, yeah, I mean, just like, this is you, you're the one that's up for elimination essentially. So like you take out the kill. But I was like that again, that was also a bad move because Parvati said, I think Pete's lying to us like if he if he told both of us this information that he has the shield he doesn't have it and they still did that and that was what i think sealed the fate for dan and obviously that's when everyone started looking at pete like Mm -hmm. oh wow pete just played an expert move now he totally knows that it's probably both of these people but at least Mm -hmm. one of them and I don't know. I think that they're, I mean, I kind of want him to become a traitor, but I think he's going to decline it. I think you think so. I, I think that he feels like he's onto them so much that in his head, he's like, well, I know it's poverty. And if he has had any thought about what Trishel said, he could be like, it's poverty and Phaedra. And like, let's just go in there and knock them both out. But I think that's what, you don't remember about the rules is that like at some point there is going to be because they did this in um in the uk version where they didn't give i think the first person declined it and then this this second time that they were like okay now we have to bring in somebody else they forced it and they were like Mm, you give them an ultimatum of you become a traitor or you die tonight and Mm. so someone wants to stay in the game they're going to be a traitor so I and I almost like that better. I almost feel like if the traders recruit you, you have to accept. Yeah, I agree. And um, yeah, it's interesting about Pete is like if he doesn't, if he doesn't accept, I actually think that would be his fatal flaw because he would have been too confident. And he's on, yeah. he, you know, yeah, he, yeah, he, he technically has basically found out found it out if he's on to Phaedra, but he he's not bigger than the show, you know. So mm-hmm. like they're gonna, he has to be smart enough to know that like. You know, he he might find out he might get one more one more traitor in the next ban in the next banishment or the next or the next one after that. But ultimately, there's a lot more game left to play, and so he and he is sort of the most he's sort of like the faithful at this point. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's really leading the charge, and so for him to actually be a traitor would be the would be the ultimate shield for himself. And also, mm-hmm. I if he does accept, it'd be really that's a really hard charade to keep up of like still like going really. Cause if he uh, suddenly be- starts, stops going full force as a faithful and like trying to find it out. Yeah. 
people are going to be on to him. So I don't know. He's in a tough spot actually with, with yeah. this offer. He really is. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be really interesting. I mean, obviously I wish that, you know, they released them like ultimate girls trips and, and episodes I'm glad of they three. Don't. I'm glad they I don't. I, I like this week to week. It's like, it does feel like a month between episodes, but so it makes every episode individually such a moment. And like, yeah. it just gives, it gives, it let it, it lets it breathe. And it, the anticipation yeah. for this, for this finale that we're going to get is going to be so good. Yeah. And we're getting a reunion, which is amazing. I know. I, I, I mean, that's going to be epic. And I think that the, um, you're right about that too. As, as you were saying that, I was like, that I feel is maybe what, like ultimate girls trip flaw is that they release the three and like, you don't get a lot of like meme worthy moments because they're, you're getting so much content that like you actually like could have found like a really great moment from Dorinda dancing in the pool, but actually it was like just thrown into three episodes that were released. And so it's like, maybe it's too much to do all of that, but I, I know obviously I just am like, as you said, it's like a month in between each week. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> is it time? Can I can I tune in again yet? Literally. I need to know what's happening. I, know. I mean, I watched I, I watched UK specifically because I was like, okay, I need more traders. There's content. like a, there's, there's a big there's a big hole in your heart for traders. You need to fill it. Right. I totally so I, that's why I'm like, maybe I maybe I do Australia. Maybe I do it in between. Oh, I for sure will. Like I have to. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure after this week's episode. I will be chomping at the bit for something new, and and uh, and mm-hmm. I think maybe Australia has two seasons. I might be wrong. I, it might. I think I'm pretty sure that UK is airing a second season right now. I know yeah. maybe Australia is the same way, but um, so hopefully we get those on Peacock ASAP. Yes, please. But yeah, please. Traders Nation. Um, I know. Part of it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so amazing. Um, well, any other like thoughts on the season or where we go from here? Um, that we haven't covered. I'm trying to think. I mean, I feel like we've we've hit all the big players. I I will say that like as much as much as I was familiar with a lot of these people, it's kind of fun to get attached to some of these people that I that I, I personally was not familiar with. Like I don't watch Love Island, and Bernie to me is like the sweetheart of the show. Yeah. Even even like I used to watch The Bachelor and Bachelorette. I don't really anymore. To yeah. me, Pilot Pete, as we said, is like taking it. He is doing so well. Um. And then I just, even like John, that like random British parliament guy, like I really barely knew who he was, but he's coming in. Like he had a great uh, round table moment the other day. Oh my and God. like, so it's, good. Just, it's, it's fun to have these sort of random personalities that have existed in other people's worlds, but not yeah. your own. Um, and to sort of grow attachment for them. And it's kind of, I, that I, there's so many like cool elements that go into the mixing pot of making traders so unique in such a moment every time. Yeah. And that's part of it for me, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I w- I'm interested to see what happens with Kate, because I do think that she, like, as you said, jumped into the game so quickly, but she, you know, was such a fan favorite from season one, but didn't end up winning didn't make it to the end. I wonder if she makes it to the end this time and gets sort of like her, her moment. Yeah, I'm curious. She definitely seems more locked in this time. Like last first season, she kind of threw in the towel. She didn't want to be there. She just kind of like gave us funny moments because she wasn't into it. She definitely seems like genuinely more into it this time. And I think that that was smart of her to not try to like totally rehash the same shtick from the first season. Um, 
I think that she's smart enough to know that she can give us the funny, I don't give a fuck moments, but also giving a fuck. Um, yeah. So I don't know, like, I would love to see her make it to the end again. Like I, I'm kind of upset that we've lost several of our Bravo ladies already. Like I'm, I was hoping they would stick it out. Um, so, you know, and I think that she has good instinct. I, I, even though she was wrong to defend Phaedra technically, she was right kind of <laughs> big picture wise, in my opinion. Um, and, Cause maybe also it's like the thing that the unfortunate thing about the housewives, how the housewives thing has played out in this season is like, they were smart enough to stick together. They were, they knew they should be a group, but they didn't because they don't come from the reality competition background they didn't realize that it would have been really smart to vote all together right. and to actually have a classic alliance where you you kind of get on the same page about who you're going to vote for because that yeah. actually would have saved Larsa when she got banished but they all mm-hmm. like a couple of them voted for random people and it's like guys like you have the numbers you know and so hope maybe Kate can be kind of somebody like that where we can still have Kate MJ Sheree and Phaedra yeah as a as a bravo unit i think that would be smart to do that because the numbers are dwindling so four is still a really good sort of block of votes to have mm-hmm. um aimed yep. at one person so i actually think that phaedra would be really smart to kind of seek out kate and sort of make that happen yeah and i mean because uh, i mean she has sheree if she can just get sheree to like dial totally. into the game and vote for and like, mj someone. too yeah 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 totally. and and MJ, but MJ has like a lot of theories too. So that's true. You know, she, she's not as easily swayed where I think that like Kate and MJ are probably like the two strategic ones of that group. And then Sheree will go with the group. And if Phaedra goes with the group, then they get that alliance. So I think that would be really yeah. smart. Yeah. It would be interesting yeah. to see. Well, we definitely have a lot more to watch. And of course we'll be continuing to chat about it online because I can't get enough. Can't help uh, ourselves. Exactly. Um, but before we go, I know obviously like you're a big Vanderpump fan. We just got the mm-hmm. the new season, uh, the premiere last week. Tell me kind of what are your thoughts for this season? Are we in for, are we in for what we got last year? I don't think we're in for what we got last year. I think that I think about, I think about it in the way of like, you know, it was at such a high there's really only one direction for anything to go, any person, any show, any, mm-hmm. anything to go after being at such an apex of like culture and drama and like the zeitgeist. Like they were, it doesn't get any bigger than what Vanderpump Rules was at the end of last season. So just, I mean, by the way that like the laws of nature work, we're not going to get what we got last season. Um, I still am interested to see the fallout. I know there's a lot of scandal fatigue and I understand that and I feel some of that. But I think that hope my hope is that they have kept enough from us in terms of what was really going on in those summer months of like, you know, we know, we know a lot in terms of what made headlines and sort of what leaked from people like watching them film scenes in public. But I do think, I mean, when the trailer dropped the whole Sheena Schwartz, like storyline of like them, maybe have been made out back in Vegas one time, like, that was totally new. We had no idea. We had no mm-hmm. idea that Lala sent Rachel a voice note. So like there, there are little things that are already sort of surprises. And so I hope that there are things like that scattered throughout. And that personally would keep me interested because yeah. I think 
there are these little nuggets, but also the other thing that I will say is like, I, I really hope they lean into a little bit of the breaking the fourth wall of this scandal in terms of, I talked about this with Kate Casey recently and she was saying like, you know, I want to hear about how much money they're making. I want to, I want to hear about the merch and all the opportunities they're getting. Is there competitive, is there sort of like a jealousy or competitive nature of some of that stuff? Like that's the kind of stuff that would keep me really interested. And who knows if we'll actually get that. I kind of doubt we'll get a lot of that, but that to me is like, okay, let's acknowledge how this changed the game for for this group of people. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I was a little worried. Like the Lala thing to me felt like producer driven. Like we need Rachel back on the season and we need her to have some entryway. So, like, can you, would you be willing to give an olive branch and like have a sit down with her? And like, will you go film, you know, this like voice note that you send her? Like, it felt like they were trying to bring her back. And then we know that mm-hmm. she ultimately decided after it started filming that she was not going to come back. So I think that, that that felt, in a way, a little bit desperate to me. And so I'm hoping that's not what we're getting. It's like, we're not trying to, like, overproduce the fall, like the right. fallout and, like, bring all of these things together. Because totally I would love that. much more real. I would love for them to sit around and be like, Lala, be like, yeah, I reached out to her because, like, we're on a a show together or we're like, we need to hang out for these reasons. And like, I want to give her an opportunity to like sit down and, and have a moment, but I'm, I still got your back and, you know, to, to have like a little bit more of that. And I think that's we're I don't know. I'm, I'm nervous going into Mm -hmm. it because as you said, Sandoval uh, or Scandoval fatigue. And I'm like, are we, I don't know if we're even like ready for it yet, but we'll we'll see. I know it's, it's a really hard thing. And that, like, like you said, I think one of the, an opportunity for them to be like, okay, the reason why we're around this person is because we're in this environment. They go on a cast trip to Lake Tahoe and like, why is Sandoval there with our, with Ariana and like all the girls like say, say it's because we are in this sort of forced friend group still. And yeah, then we'll then we believe it, you know. But yeah. if there's some like weird other reason given, I'll be disappointed. And I do think the other thing I'm kind of watching is, you know, like you said, it's very clear they wanted Rachel back at this point. They still thought mm-hmm. they could get her. They thought they could give her a big enough paycheck. Lala could represent this way in of like having sympathy for her. Um, but at a certain point it becomes clear they're not going to get her. She gives them a right. hard no at a certain point, like kind of midway through the production. I'm pretty sure. I think it's actually when they go to Tahoe, she said something on her podcast, which I don't always listen to, but I've seen the <laughs> clips, whatever. Um, yeah. So when that happens, I'm really curious if we get a pivot, if we, if we will notice like, okay, production has accepted that Rachel is not returning to the show any storyline they wanted to unfold involving her is not going to happen. So how do we fill the rest of the season? I'm super curious about that moment. What does mm-hmm. that look like? How do they change it up enough and fill and fill the space basically? Yeah. 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 It'll be interesting. I mean, it just got started. We know that we're getting the spinoff series with Jax and Kristen. And it sounds like it, that kicks off with a confrontation between Jax and Tom uh, Sandoval. And I am envisioning that there is going to be some kind of Beverly Hills into Vanderpump rules, the way that they introduced us to Vanderpump rules initially that we're going to get, or it's going to be like the finale of 
Vanderpump rules and right. into this new show. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm curious. I'll definitely be tuning in. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to get your thoughts on, we've talked a lot about Phaedra, obviously, mm-hmm. and her sort of resurrection. We also learned this last week that Candy has left uh, the Real Housewives of Atlanta, which I think mm-hmm. it was time. And I think that this is a good a good thing. There's rumors online that like Kenya and Portia are, are returning. Um, but there's also rumors that maybe Phaedra is being called out in the mix of this as well because people are saying she didn't land on married to medicine the way that they had hoped what are your thoughts do we bring phaedra back to atlanta now that candy's out of the way i would support it to be honest i think that it i do think that portia and kenya is a big enough duo to make me really interested in atlanta um Mm -hmm. and to sort of see that unfold like that's sort of what that's what the show needs um but with Phaedra in the mix of that, that is gold, unmissable television, in my opinion. It takes it up to the next level. I I almost wonder if we get a Porsche Kenya season and then they give us Phaedra because it, I think it's a little bit. Listen, I would I'd be down to watch Phaedra on Atlanta again, yeah. but I actually think it's like almost like a little disrespectful and like like not missing a beat by just like Candy being out and then Phaedra in like that is yeah, it's quite the look. I think yeah. to do that. Um, but you know, I, I also think I agree. Like I, she was, she was pretty great as sort of quads new dynamic duo partner on married to medicine for the first several episodes of this season. But then everyone sort of abandons quad and now Phaedra mm-hmm. like basically doesn't contribute anything. She doesn't even say anything on the show anymore. It's like we, yeah. it's, it's really honestly, as we talked about earlier, like every other show she's been on since this sort of like resurrection of hers, she's been so plugged in. She's been so vocal. Yep. She's been so in the mix and in the spotlight, honestly. And then on married to medicine, it's like, she's not like that. And I'm really curious why I don't know if it's yep. like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's the fact that like there, you know, that show has four to five, like essential OGs who have been around forever. And they're, they're the sort of giants of the show. And she is just kind of being usurped by them. I don't know, but it's really interesting and mm-hmm. I agree it's not really quite working. So have her on the traders, have her wrap up the season of married to medicine, film the new season of Atlanta and then give us Phaedra. That's what I want. That's, that's okay. my vote. Okay. What about you? I mean, I don't know. I definitely, I agree with you on the married to medicine. It just didn't land. It's like we've seen her so dynamic, even in her like little cameo on Dubai a couple of years ago, and then the ultimate girls trips. And obviously she's right. so much to traders. So it's like, wow, it really fell flat. And as you were talking about, like where if the fourth wall is not being addressed is like, she is there not married to medicine. Like they tried to make her like dating some doctor that we never saw. And then it was like, Oh, they broke up. But now she's like potentially going to date another doctor. And it's like, right. This all feels too like forced and phony. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I think this is why it's not playing. And it's like, if you want her, if you want Phaedra to be Phaedra, you put her back where she belongs, which is where we met her. And that's on Atlanta. But I agree that like there was, it is, it would be very clear that like, okay, Candy is gone. It opened the door for Phaedra and we took that opportunity. Whichever one of those things came first, we would never know. But right. I I think that like also when Traders ends or, and as you, you were 
maybe hinting if, if Phaedra goes soon, like I'm going to need some Phaedra. So I don't know. Totally. Listen, I, totally. I, I need her. <laughs> and the other option or the, uh, the, not the other option, the additional idea, put quad on to Atlanta too. Mm-hmm. Quad has been yeah, essentially I, voted off the island on Married to Medicine. I've Coach, seen that. Quad yeah. lives in Atlanta. She's a huge star. She, this group, the group on Married to Medicine, clearly does not want to film with her anymore. She's friends with the Atlanta ladies. I think some of mm-hmm. them at least. Yeah. Put her on there. And if you put Phaedra on yeah. there, there's an inherent storyline in there too of you abandoned me in this other friend mm-hmm. group. It'd be yeah. kind of this really cool, meta, interesting moment that I would kind of love. Yeah. No, I, I've seen that online. People have said, like, well, you know, what are your thoughts? Do you think that like a quad could join? I think that would be perfect. And I mm-hmm. think that would also make the sense of the story of like them coming from married to medicine over to Atlanta together right. in this way of like, I think that it would make sense to viewers rather than, I mean, the only other sort of option in my mind is that we get ultimate girls trip four or which will now be five, but the the fourth one that they filmed which Phaedra's there and we get that mm-hmm. and then she's back. But I don't know if we're getting Ultimate Girls Trip for. I don't so. think we are. Yeah, I really yeah. don't think we are. Which is devastating. Uh, it's devastating, but at this point, it's just too like, I even think that watching it, regardless would of how weird. I think, it, it would just feel weird, you know? Like it would just feel kind of yeah. icky. And like, obviously I would love to see Alex McCord. I would love to see what the how that fade out, played out. I would love yeah. to see more Phaedra. I would love to see a lot of this. But the whole thing just feels, I don't know if I would, I don't, I would watch it, but I don't know if it would feel good watching it, you know? Yeah, no, it's, I don't know what the, I mean, what a, what a devastating loss to bring all of those people together. And then, I mean, even the Camille and I just, I think it would have been epic. And I totally agree. We got Eva again, who was great on girls trip. Like there were some Mm -hmm. great, mm, yeah, it could have been, I know. And only, you know, the producers there have the footage. So mm-hmm. it's like, I, I would, I would love it, but, but yeah, I would love to see Phaedra back on TVs in which whatever capacity. And I don't think it's married to medicine. So I, mm-hmm. I would welcome her back, but I also think Atlanta needs something fresh. It's been I like, I'm, I think we're done with Marlowe. I think that like, there's, there's just folks that I'm like, I think I could be done Phaedra and, or uh, Portia and Kenya, I think is a great duo to sort of build a new cast around. Mm-hmm. But Phaedra, I feel like would be sort of a, a bridge between the two of them in a way that really would be this iconic moment back for them. But we'll Absolutely. see. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with awesome. you. There's a lot. It's, you know, I think for last thing I'll say, there's been a lot of like negative energy around Atlanta and like disappointment in this past season, all this stuff. Yeah. But all these ideas that we're talking about, which are all pretty plausible, in my opinion, makes me excited about Atlanta again. And that is a very welcome feeling, honestly. It's like fun to be talking about it right now. And I think they'll deliver on some of these rumors and theories. I really do. So um, I actually think that they're in a position to succeed. You know, we we said Vanderpump Rules, only way to go from that high was down. Right now, Atlanta, the only way for them to go is up. And that's exciting, too. Yeah, I I can't wait. And, you know, I know a lot of the um, a lot of the others have kind of taken a pause. We aren't like picking up cameras yet in New York. There's there's some there's going to be a bit of a delay. I don't think we're going to get as many housewives this year as we have in years past. So 
I'm fine with them taking a little break to retool and come back with something really exciting, which is where I think we're headed with Atlanta. And, you know, obviously thrilled that Salt Lake City has got cameras up again this week. So um, we'll see where, but that's another where it could be a Vanderpump. I yeah. don't know where yeah. else we go. A- absolutely. So. Absolutely. Um, well, cool. Well, again, thank you for talking traders with me because it's my obsession and I can't wait. And we'll definitely have to stay in touch on mm-hmm. as the season uh, plays out. Um, but tell everyone where they can listen to your podcast and follow you so that they can continue to get all your thoughts on yes. all the Bravo universe. Yeah. So my podcast is called Gabbing with Gib. We do two new episodes a week. Tuesdays, I it's usually an interview with a Bravo celebrity. So I've had like Crystal on, Gertie was on this week, um, Nicole and Alexia. So I get a, a lot of Bravo celebrities on. And then Fridays are discussions like this one that we just had where I pick a topic and we'll just kind of do a deep dive onto a show or a couple of shows. Um, so yeah, new episodes, Tuesday and Fridays, wherever you listen to your podcast. And then you can follow me at Gibsonoma, G-I-B-S-O-N-O-M-A across socials. Yes. And always sharing your thoughts there, which are amazing. And, uh, and definitely on TikTok, I feel like you, you give us like a little glimpses of your podcast by like giving yes. us the voiceovers on your thoughts. So yes. follow you there too. Yes. Totally. Awesome. Oh my God. This is so well, much Gibson, fun. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yes. It's always fun to chat always with fun. you and um, we will do it again soon. I hope. Yeah. I'll have to have you on my podcast sometime soon. So we'll do yeah, it. Yeah. Let's do it. Awesome. Yeah. Um, well, for all of you, thanks so much for listening. You can follow me at CM Vetrano on all the platforms and um, don't forget rate and subscribe so that we, uh, you never miss another episode. And uh, until next week, it's Gibson and Chris. We are signing off. Bye. Bye.